Hello and welcome to Weekly Open. I'm Brian here with Don and Cred. I have a sunburn, even though I was in the sun for, I feel like, no more than an hour yesterday. I guess that means winter might be over. Uh, don't know about this winter, though. We'll have to see. We got everybody back today. Cred, you're on the left. How you doing? I'm doing very well. Uh, it's supposed to be a small week, according to DB. Uh, so if we can get away with that, I'd be terribly grateful. How like, are you? Like small week? Like I, I think or, just uneventful. Small. Uh, a small yeah, week. Yeah. Oh, Not I'm an Investbra week, no. There's Oof. only like this Tesla <laughs> Investor Day on Wednesday, and then that's it as far as I'm aware. But Not gotcha. that we, 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 we find it difficult to generate our own headlines, but that's right. <laughs> as far yeah. as macro goes, we you know no, no adversaries this week. This is the week Barry will choose to come out uh, and, you know, give us some pain. Uh, Don, how are you? Good, good. Um, finally recovered from my from my sticky cold, which is quite nice feeling feeling alive again. Which, I mean, honestly, when you've been like completely dead for two weeks, this is heaven to me. So let's let's moon the market on top and i'm i'm gonna be forever grateful i, sh I should have added more polonium to your tea but i'll, <laughs> yeah, I'll you get didn't, it right next time you didn't quite manage yeah 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 the dosage was all wrong uh i just want to say that when i tweet out you know the same thing i tweet every week from the weekly open account live now with don cred ledger it defaults first when i type don to donald trump then the person that i is like one of the only people that account follows and that i mention every single week so i'm blaming elon for his politi politicization of twitter <laughs> i mean it'd be quite funny if you tagged him and like, oh. <laughs> live, live now with crew real donald trump <laughs> uh well <clears throat> don you're saying before the show that you have just capitulated long-term thinking and you're basically day trading slash swing trading now so how's that going uh going good um i mean I, i'm not like i still have my my swing trading idea and i'm gonna follow that but um i've been trading around a little bit um, around that swing trade idea i mean i bought it like i bought bitcoin uh around 16k i sold it like at least half of it at 25 and uh, we bought 23. So um, doing all right on that front. Um, reason being like why I'm trading it a little bit more active now is just that my accountants basically told me that um, depending on how much uh, size I do, there's a good chance that I'm just not going to get through with the, okay, I'm holding this for a year because they'll just um, like the, the tax office will just say, this is too big amount. So that has to be a corporation. Thing. um as I in i would have to have like a business in our faces this early <laughs> in the morning crowd i know it's it's so funny isn't it it's like the show starts like i'm doing well i bought the bottom sold the top bought the bottom again and i am too and, rich and... to be an individual i am a company now thank you i feel great it's Size like okay fuck it. like why do you do this show it's like get get this dude to draw the box tell us what the market's gonna do Ledger and i are like the ugly backup dancers who are there for diversity and then let's just move on with our lives it's it's absurd at this point <laughs> I mean, my my hot streak's gonna end eventually. Just Don, let me, Don's let like me nothing you said it. here is false, and I will accept. <laughs> yes, exactly. 
Also, like, if you've been following him for any meaningful amount of time, uh, the, the commitment issues that he has uh, sh shouldn't be any type of surprise. Like, for example, he'll draw insane targets and then, like, manage the trade beautifully, like, in between. And then time-wise as well, it's like, oh, I'm holding for a year. And, like, two weeks later, he's taken 50 trades. So, like, a lot of the pushback that happened early on was hilarious because <laughs> people were just thinking it's, like, a set-and-forget type of thing. It's like, no, no, this guy is thoroughly addicted. Like, he will trade around this. Don't believe his lies for German tax reasons or whatever, you know? I'm also being bullied in the chat already. Ledger, please don't be bullish. Um, they're treating me <laughs> like I treat Gainsey's roll bit bets. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Ledger, you actually caught a stray on one of our shows as well because we were talking oh, about I? coin stock, and some guy was like, "Oh, I need to hit up Ledger when he was telling his dad that coin was a good buy at one hundred dollars or whatever." And I was like, <laughs> "I said coin, coin so was I said coin was a good value below a hundred dollars, and when it's four hundred dollars, I will remind you know your reply guys of that being yes. true." But, so Ledger, the way you skirt around that is you said it was a good buy, not a good buy. And they, they clearly just misunderstood. <laughs> exactly, that's exactly how you right. circumvent that one. Um, yeah. But, you know, dad, you got to manage your trade. Just like Don, listen to the show. To <laughs> <laughs> so dad, there's this duck on the internet. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, numbers going up this morning. So we're all in good humor. Um, Don, do you want to give us a, a lay of the land as did you just make that box up there, or is that your predetermined support line? Oh, I. That box <laughs> good, was... question. <laughs> <laughs> good question. The way it works is this guy will just like shove in a ton of size on a red candle and then draw the support after the fact. Be like, you know what? This is a pretty good level. I'm like, motherfucker, you didn't have that five minutes ago. And now suddenly it's like this amazing daily level you're buying. It's, it, it's, yeah. I'm done. I'm muting myself. Yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear it. <laughs> I mean, I had it on before I bought um and then i was like oh it's actually a good area to buy i think like i'm gonna buy the middle of it roughly which seemed like 23k seemed roughly roughly ideal and um i mean i, I didn't buy the bottom on this one it just got close enough um but it looks like a nice area to make a higher low in my opinion right so this and i mean excuse me for starting with the daily and then going the higher to the higher time frames but i mean How i just started you. already uh so yeah whatever um so we had like this accumulation here we had the massive rally to the upside with no pullbacks right so we had the first one um that front ran support and uh, just completely giga rallied uh, again to 25k where i mean the s&p just ran into trouble right and uh, in general like this started looking exhausted um and it traded exhausted too so we got a little bit of pullback into, in my opinion, the best support level in that area. So it's just like, okay, the first time we front ran it, um, this time uh, it looks like we're going to hit it, but I don't think it's time just yet to break it. So that's why I bought it. Um, and so far, so good. Obviously can still break. And if it starts breaking, um, I think it makes sense to be cautious because then we're running into an area where we're not making higher lows anymore. And we're coming back into this old range, right? So it's basically, it's very, very close to at least short-term bullish invalidation, which made it really attractive. That's why mm. I have this box. It's basically top of the range, just a little bit higher um, because I thought like probably not going to hit the top of the range. Uh, it seems too far. Um, but higher time frame wise I mean, we're still at monthly resistance. That said, we're trading above it right now. 
and there's only one day nine hours remaining so if we close above it i could see a little bit of chop next month but in general i would expect up again so i'm going to be quite happy with my positioning the reason why i sold was basically because we're like we're trading at 25k and i knew that the monthly still had some time to go so if it closed below this this resistance technically speaking close that resistance you're aiming for support and that would be 19k which um, just made sense to trade around in my opinion um but like i said um given that that uh, hole like that we had this bounce now and if we close higher um that's just going to be invalidated and the weekly time frame the same deal like why i took the like why i sold 25k was basically because we closed this week at resistance and then traded quite high again and ran into those exhaustion candles on daily and lower time frames so you know i was what? like okay fuck this and then i sold and then i started getting intense fomo um <laughs> <laughs> i was like i don't i actually don't want to have any of this 30 dollars i want to have some some more crypto and then i just bought back the first opportunity i got um it's it's there's perfect timing this week in that the monthly close is tuesday and mm -hmm. uh eth denver is this week so we're guaranteed to just get wrecked at the beginning of the month right <laughs> yeah conflicting signals right the thing is the conference like the bearish conference thing actually seems very real to me yeah like, i haven't meaningfully studied it but from like going to a few and just historically you remember consensus pump in like 2018 2019 oh that was something just else. like precursor for disaster no then so, no yeah. during but no but during the bear market like that that consensus the I mean, Bitcoin was going down like a thousand dollars a day. <laughs> that was just getting, yeah, absolutely. Consensus nuked. last year, yeah, 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 the last year one as well. Um, all I these... was there and I walked in. It, it was just like 2018 all over again. <laughs> like I, I walk into where the booths are and I see Avi Feldman there from now Golden Tree and Block Tower yeah. then, and he was like, "This just feels like 2018." I, I don't know any of these companies, any of these people. Everyone's talking about like DAO tools and NFTs and <laughs> who are you price. Yeah, who are you building for? Exactly. No one talks about like macro or anything like that. I mean, probably for their benefit in the long term. But yeah, it was a bit of a weird feeling. So we've got conference confluence as, as what, what should have been the title <laughs> uh, a, coming up next week. As a complete aside, I have a friend whose birthday is February 29th. Um, oh, so, so this year they have no birthday. I'll have to ask them what day are they going to celebrate. Um, but yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's every what, like third or fourth year then? Fourth year, you are simultaneously one of the smartest and dumbest people I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's leap years, man. You don't know what a leap year is? So that, I mean, that, this in German that's, schools. That's exactly what I was talking about. It's every fourth year, no? Yeah, you said every third or fourth. Like that's like so. This is yeah, just I, something I, you I, know. I was like, oh, I don't remember. I think it was. He's four, always hedging, Ledger. Yeah. You gotta hedge. You gotta hedge. You gotta anyway, hedge. exactly. Um, All right, you now are on the monthly weekly chart. Yes. Um, I mean, that close at resistance, but didn't really nuke too much. Uh, it's still below resistance. So, um, yeah, that's uh, it's not necessarily like a bullish signal here yet. Um, so we want to see the monthly close above resistance, basically. If we don't, if it closes below resistance, um, then we still have like a not so good weekly chart and um, we could see some pullback. But in general, like it's not the worst looking chart on the low time frames. Just needs to basically push a little bit um, because then the monthly is going to get invalidated. And I think if that's invalidated, the weekly doesn't stand a chance. 
and um, then we're on the way to the next resistance, which is 32k, which I would like. And I think it's all the quite billionaires reasonable. on the waiting for the monthly close before the point. <laughs> <laughs> Just I like, mean, just so... another day. Hold on, shake. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, I mean, just if if you want to ignore all of that, right? Um, and you can, and I think it's actually reasonable to make fun of it. Um, it's been working really well, which is really odd. Um, yes. I never found the reason why any of this works because it doesn't make sense to me, but it just does. Um, but basically, what we've had, right? If you just look at it completely without any any lines, without anything, we had an impulse from the bottom. And then we had a consolidation up here that's actually pushing um, higher and higher. So like technically speaking, um, high time frame wise, this doesn't actually look bad, bad. Um, it just looks like a, a typical consolidation after massive push upwards. And in general, when you have these massive pushes upwards, right? Um, and you get a consolidation, that's usually like a good sign. You rarely get this, um, like even here, right? Even in the bear market or into when we're heading into the bear market, when you have these consolidations, high time frame, after a big push to the upside, you usually get at least the second leg um, if the consolidation is at the high, right? So if the, the consolidation is basically you, you nuke and you have a consolidation and you kind of go up and then come back down, it's obviously a very different structure than you have a move up, you have consolidation, and then you can just move higher. So it depends on obviously where the move goes, but like in general, when you have these high time frame consolidations after push upwards, uh, it's usually like a good sign, not a bad sign. So I wouldn't necessarily want to freak out too much. My bearishness was basically just, okay, we could maybe go to 19K and then go higher. So in general, I think we're going to go higher. I just don't know if it's going to be from 19K or from, from here. And how much of a difference does it really make, right? Like in, yes. in the grand scheme, if that's your uh, higher time frame view, then you're sort of splitting hairs at a certain point, right? Um, but but you have to split hairs when you're on a thousand x leverage. So I mean that would be understandable <laughs> for a lot of people like trading this. Um, also, just very quickly on the whole time frames thing, I still find it super strange when like crypto traders. Uh, make this argument that, oh, your time frames are arbitrary and candle closes are arbitrary and the whole thing is arbitrary. Just just look at the flow or all this other stuff. So, like, it's, it's so strange because if that system were completely useless, then no one would ever use it and it would have fallen out of fashion just so long ago, right? Like if, if the magnitude of the alpha decay reflected the argument um, that was being made against it, then we just wouldn't see that type of commentary on Twitter from traders whatsoever. Uh, I think the reason it works is because the markets is, is still very kind of technical oriented. A lot of the participants are also very technical oriented. And so when you look at a candle chart and have levels and have closes, that, that, that's a pretty straightforward way to infer consensus as to whether something's broken out, whether it's at resistance, uh, you know, which, which side is winning, so to speak. So, so you kind of find agreement there. Now, obviously, that does blow up when you have like failed breaks, et cetera, but those turn into setups in themselves. But I just find it very weird just because it's simple. People want to hand wave away like levels and candlestick closes. Meanwhile, it's been working probably even since before we started, but like since 2017 and up to now and still today, it's like a pretty decent starting point for looking at markets. You know, I'm always yeah. very skeptical and people dismiss things that are simple because uh, yeah. I don't know, even a lot of complex solutions should be rather elegant in their simplicity a lot of the time. So should, yeah, don't be, be dismayed if you're as dumb as me who likes candles and closes and lines and stuff. I'm not dismayed. I think you're right.
um <clears throat> i just get a little i get i get drawn by the the wicks before they close you know like it can be a little scary it's like <laughs> you don't give it the time to close so it's it's important to kind of wait for that actual candle to close whatever whatever time frame it is because in the middle of it it's like ooh this is it looks like it's about to fall off a cliff and then all of a yeah, yeah. You know, get saved but um I've seen that a lot. Yeah. With like weekly levels, the first test on the five minute pokes below people like, Oh, it's over. It's like, shit, is it <laughs> like we can be here for a week and not much has to change structurally. So that's always been quite weird. Uh, but also like, as Donna said, like higher time frame, like proper high time frame swing trading. If you're looking at daily, weekly, monthly, that can take days and weeks and months to unfold. And for most people, it's like a complete category error between how they engage the market, how often they trade, the timeframes they're observing versus trying to use those systems. Like if I were to misuse your system, I'm not going to criticize that as a fault of the system. That's my fault for not applying it correctly. Right. right. But yeah. with like candle closes and stuff like that, people will misuse it and then use that as an argument for the system sucking, which is quite strange. Yeah. Yes. And I mean, if, if the whole like order flow, everything was so much better, why do I see a lot of them just short the bottom over and over and over again? Like, <laughs> I don't know. It seems kind of odd. Like every system has obviously their flaws and their advantages, but it, it all depends on kind of who's using it. And there's a lot of discretion in any trading, right? Yes. So if, if you're not using discretion at all, um, you have to keep being on your toes because your alpha is just going to go away constantly. Um, I mean, there's few people that can do it, but I think like in general, like the, the way you use something is oftentimes more important than actually what you're using oh, in trading, sure. which is really like, it's an odd thing to hear. It's an odd thing to say, but it's just how it is. Just yeah. gotta use it properly. And like the intellectual hubris required to not know somebody's system and discretion within that system as to how they apply it. And to say that the system sucks is pretty impressive. Right, impressive in a negative way because this stuff takes like you know years to refine and it's an ever going process. But if you don't know someone's system and you don't know how they operate their discretion discretion within those parameters, like you can't just at an eyes sort of you know at arm's length or just at a glance say that something sucks. That that doesn't seem to be a kind of rigorous investigation, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Uh, speaking of my system, it's uh, the the two hundred week continues to kind of be a area of consolidation on the underside resistance, if you will. Just um, delete it, Ledger. <laughs> Just take, <laughs> take it off the chart and everyone will be better off, I think. Yeah, but I mean, I, I've said this a lot, but I like when we have this consolidation and similar levels between a weekly moving average like this and a previous weekly level. Um, so I'm just, I'm still watching it, I guess is my point. And it, you know, the candle closed right here. It found resistance at the 200 week. And I expect that uh, continued consolidation here makes sense. But if you, if you get above it, then this system would tell you you should expect a thrust at that point, right? Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, can y'all keep talking? I'm trying to buy some tickets real quick. ETH <laughs> <laughs> Denver. Um, no, it's nice like when you get confluence across systems, right? I like right. to sometimes peek at what the horizontal guys are doing, what the footprint flow market profile guys are doing, if that lines up with any moving average memes. Um, you know, you, you kind of get a sense of what what type of participation you're gonna see, especially when there's so much confluence. And I think that's why at the end of the day, like what the horizontal stuff works rather straightforwardly. If you were to get all these people in the room 
especially on a high enough time frame, like a weekly, daily, four hour, whatever. And you get your price action guys, horizontal, moving average, Bollinger Band, etc. They're not going to land at radically different areas for what's important, what isn't, where's the sort of edge of value, point of control, so on and so forth. You're going to end up in the same neighborhood. So yeah, uh, yeah I always like looking at that type of stuff. What's uh, what else interests you, ETH, ETH BTC? What? I mean, ETH BTC is, is not one. Um, it's still in the same range. Uh, Don's like, I will not let go until it hits Ledger's pain point. That's <laughs> yeah. that down there. <laughs> um, I mean, we've tested the the upside uh, of this thing a million times now, right? I mean, it's seven, right? and it's probably gonna hit it another time. Um, but I think the next time might actually be the one where we break out. I just, I would like it to go down, um, but at the same same time, I'm holding some ETH, so maybe I would like it to go. It's a weird one. I think I'd be unhappy if it goes up, and I'd be unhappy if it goes down, which is usually the spot I want to be in. If I'm unhappy, no matter what happens, I don't. I'm not oversized in any in any way. So I mean, it's 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 pain, but it's good pain. So. Um, that's kind of my Eve positioning, but yeah, it it looks like it wants to go um, to the lower support levels um, first, zero point zero six six, and then still down here, my favorite level. But I wouldn't want to like necessarily sit here, have no position in Eve, and mm. then just stubbornly waiting for zero point zero five seven because um, there's a chance it doesn't happen. So if we go to 0.066, I'm going to buy a little bit more ETH. If we nuke completely, I'm going to buy a shitload of ETH. Um, and then I'm just going to go from there. So I don't want to be out of it entirely. I think it's a good thing to have um, ETH generally. But um, yeah, I'm going to load up heavier if it goes down. And if it doesn't, I mean, I still still have enough other crypto to kind of carry carry me over. But that's kind and of my, my ETC view. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've written those off already. Um, I don't even know what they're trading at. But I think they're up still like quite a bit from where I've bought them. So, um, there you go. But I'm just going to ignore them. I set like, I think I set like a few sell orders um, to get like the initial out if it 3Xs or 4Xs. And then I'm going to keep the rest if Trump becomes supreme leader or something, I'm going to sell them. Oh my gosh. I think we'll have bigger it's problems nice at that point. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to sell the NFT and then that's going to gonna nuke his, his image because, um, yeah, I'm going to nuke the floor and then he's going to go from supreme leader back to... No, that's how you bargain president. your diplomatic immunity, Don. You're like, listen, I'm holding a lot of these oh. things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a good thing I have a lawyer on hand. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly. Um, but yeah, I, on the on the e front, I think it's pretty boring. I don't think there's much happening, and there's probably not going to happen too much anyway. Um, but once this goes, it's going to go hard. We're going to get like an um, an e season. I think it's probably going to suck out liquidity out of other things. Um, be be besides the flavor of the month and. Um, would actually be quite nice like if you have um these rallies that are bitcoin led which we've had in the last few weeks right and then we have these rallies that are eve led and then we have awkward season or whatever you want to call it like i like it that we add a little bit of um variety to it um but yeah right now it's just in a, in a range and it's been in the range since 
May 21. So there's Jeez. not really that much to talk about. Yeah, only a few things have changed since May 21, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, last year specifically. Oh, also, Don, you mentioned like a flippening on like a temporary flippening on ETH. Oh, yeah. Against Bitcoin. Uh, what was the, apart from engagement bait, what was the main thesis or driver uh, there? <laughs> I mean, the main, the main reason why I posted it was because I wanted to figure out if I needed to buy the support or the lower one. Um, and I wanted to see how the, how the <laughs> it was sentiment the harvesting. Oh, man. Um, but also, I just think in general, like you just look at this. Um, and I think this trend line is going to continue holding. Um, and in general, I mean, it's just in a strong uptrend, right? Bitcoin went from like nothing to 60,000 if outperformed. Bitcoin went from 60, more than 60,000 all the way down to pretty much almost nothing again. And if still in the fucking same range that it was in when Bitcoin went to the to the highs, I mean, that's just absurd outperformance on, on East part. And it's not necessarily something that we see, right? Because this basically went through an entire cycle and it outperformed Bitcoin both ways on the upside and the downside, which just isn't really something that you get, which makes it pretty clear to me that you have to have ETH. Um, it seems like people are valuing it highly and are not willing to let it go beyond like just like what bitcoin's been losing right like Don, you're, goes... you're you're ignoring the new paradigm of ordinals on bitcoin oh yeah that makes such a big difference huh? <laughs> <laughs> um nah, i think on here and tell you why it does uh, yeah i mean hey I mean... a narrative is a narrative right like um if if they want to bring sort of smart contract functionality and nfts to bitcoin and try to fix the security problem in that way or at least bring more attention to it it's probably a net positive of some sort uh, i don't need bitcoin to be some omni chain that can do everything and it's got defined nfts and it's the censorship resistant store of value supposed to be gold analog thing if it does just the you know the the boomer safe slow moving reserve asset of the space well enough that that's fine for me uh, i don't get why a lot of bitcoiners have like proxy fomo when they see all the activity on other chains saying oh well bitcoin can do that as well it's like well it doesn't have to at least not for me no i do agree with that i mean it's nice i think in general it's nice that bitcoin's moving again like that they're actually like trying stuff because they've just not been um they need to yeah I mean, at some point they will have to, otherwise chain's just going to die, right? Like if there's no rewards anymore, I mean... Take it over not... by Litecoin and ETH testnet. <laughs> oh my yeah. God, the ETH testnet thing is so <laughs> crazy, man. Uh, it's, it's uh, I mean, Udi is saving Bitcoin, so, you know, we're obviously going to be fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Udi's the main character everyone anticipated. Um, <laughs> honestly, he's better than all the other Bitcoin main characters. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I which do, says do. something. <laughs> uh, thanks for giving me the uh, the the grace of time to buy those tickets. So was, I, I booked tickets for my kids' first NBA game ever. So, Aww, found nice. found a sweet deal for the first row, which I'm excited about. Not courtside. We're not we're not that special, but found good a good deal for first row tickets. So pumped um so yeah it's not a bear market everywhere (laughs) um all right so eth uh i mean eth usd still looks good that eth btc chart does frustrate me infinitely as you predicted 
Um, but uh, I just feel like this thing's going to go at some point. And the moment you, the moment you get lured into BTC, that's when it's going to happen. <laughs> oh. Uh, or the moment I get lured into BTC, that's what it's I mean, look, it's just one of those, we've been going sideways for five weeks, big move soon, draw yeah. an arrow in either direction, or just the right direction if you're Don and enjoy, you know? Yeah, Don, just tell me what you're going to do, and then I'll just, I'll just <laughs> counter trade. <laughs> or, uh, mean, I'm sorry, copy trade, not counter trade. I was just about to say, like this. Oh, Freudian <laughs> slip there, Ledger, careful. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's out of really for a fight. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think it's um, ETH looks good to me. Um, I I don't like the ETH USD chart. I've been hating it for a while. Um, <laughs> when you have when you have ETH BTC in a range from 2021 till now, right? Like, what good does the ETH USD chart do really? Because every everything is kind of reliant on Bitcoin. ETH BTC hasn't really done anything. It's been going up 20 percent, and then it's lost like the equal amount over and over and over and over again. Right. So any kind of like the any divergence from Bitcoin's just been like that, like basically this is what Eve's doing. Like it's kind of like moving like a wave. Um and um then you have like a little bit of an odd chart because Bitcoin's been quite clean and that interference that you get from the Eve PTC chart just being completely all over the place, not doing much, um makes the chart a little bit choppy in my opinion. But it still looks okay. Like as long as we're trading above um, the 2018 all-time high, I don't really see much issue. And we we had like a little bit of a red week last week that got um, bought up quite nicely. And uh, I mean, it looks good to me. Uh, I, I'm not really hating on this as long as we're trading week above. As well, right? Yeah, and as long as we're Sorry. trading above 1.5k, it's good. No, no, all good. Yeah, um, it's like an inside week just caused so much. Well, panic for lack of a better term, but like the high time frames really haven't been moving around all that much, right? It's like coming into monthly close, it's like pushing around the level weekly, sort of inside week on both BTC and ETH, daily, just like shallow pullback. There hasn't been a real kind of structural. I mean, just look at that weekly chart. It's been in a range for five weeks, you know, we're all yeah. losing our minds. I wonder if, if BTC ends up kind of staying sideways for a while, um, if ETH has a chance to break out, but also just looking at a bunch of altcoins. Several things seem relatively primed to me, uh, and it's a bit different narrative than what I've been feeling, which is basically the one here, the one there that kind of steals all the attention. I wonder if we could get a general kind of twenty or thirty percent move in kind of the decent tier, uh, top, you know, high cap type stuff. Um, what I've are still, you looking at? I'm looking at. Adam as an example right now, but it's not just Adam. It's funny. This, oh, that's cursed, Legend. I know, and the I know. Atom chart is look, so cursed. Look at it. It's literally it's at the average price of its entire existence. That 200 week moving <laughs> average. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine you're an Adam. That's Maxi. it. We've solved Atom. We found fair value. Like let's just that's move right. on to something else. We fixed it. <laughs> yeah, but it, it it's not just that. I mean, I'm I'm looking at a handful of things that have been languishing for a bit. Some of the DeFi stuff that's out there. Um, there was another one that I was looking at that I liked even better than this, but I can't remember what it is. Um, maybe it was, I don't know. I'll have to. BYDX? Um, I forget where I was. I think, I still think ENS has a chance to go, but all of these have been consolidating, but not making new lows, like been in that range for a long time. And I just, I, I wonder if some of them can make that push. At the same time, like 
maybe it'll just be the same things that move that have moved before you know like that have have previously been performing well so like stargate for example and i mm -hmm. i own a bunch of this because I've, i'm an investor in layer zero but like this thing's been moving like crazy and it looks like i mean do you just stick with the things that have been running for what's to run next you know maybe that's the choice too i don't i don't really know um but when I looked across the board, like Wi-Fi has been, look at that, it's been pretty quietly doing a thing. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Just seems like some of these, oh, I know what it was. It was synthetics. Here it is. Thank you. Uh -huh. Yeah, synthetics looks pretty good to me. Like on this daily chart, clearing is 200, a consolidation that it's kind of pressing the top of now. And I don't know anything about synthetics. Don't own any synthetics. I don't know how liquid it is. I just... Charts like these sometimes give me a uh, a level of excitement because they're they're if synthetics is six dollars instead of two fifty or two seventy that no one blinks you know what I mean like it means basically nothing in terms of the global market so if you can find a good chart that looks like it wants to have some kind of reason to move or maybe there's some news driven catalyst for it then maybe you could get some of these rotations. And there's some crap. Uh, Sushi's another one. And Sushi's got the uh, Coinbase base. We haven't even talked about this, like the base chain thing. So like Sushi's one of the proven DEXs, uh, ZRXs as well. And this is just like super sideways. But, you know, could that pick up some steam and get some narrative? Uh, but I like synthetics the best out of those. And then some look like trash. I mean, Solana. Don, you were talking about how you were interested in it, but I just think it looks rough. Like, I mean... I wouldn't want to buy it here either. Yeah, you buy it higher, right? Like, it's it's more interesting at like thirty dollars to me than it is at twenty three. Yeah, I mean, it was opinion. it was super discounted due to the whole like FTX going going insolvent and disappearing, right? Um, so people are just like shorting Solana, and it bounced massively, and now it's basically back to where it was before all of that happened. So. If you're buying, I mean, it's not really discounted anymore. You're basically buying because you like Solana. And I mean, that's fair enough. Um, if you like Solana, buy it. But it's not like you should be expecting massive moves out of this thing anymore, I think. Um, if it dips big time, like if it dips to $14, um, I, there's potential again, right? It can easily double um, or even triple. But like this, um, I would buy it higher, yeah. I don't think no, you wouldn't, Don. Let's be real. I mean, <laughs> I've never I've... seen you buy anything higher in your life. <laughs> I would advise to buy higher. <laughs> oh, tell in a non financial some... way. Yeah. In a non financial way. And then, <laughs> and then I would sit there coping because I didn't. And everyone else is making a shitload of money. That's what I Beautiful. would do. Yeah. At oh, the same time, you're talking I was talking my about... love language now. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about like some of those that haven't moved. And I, I to, to give caution to the same thing, like, Oof. Uh, oh, this is a five minute candle. Who cares? <laughs> um, to me, it's a like, daily. <laughs> uh, I have talked recently on, on this show about like trying to avoid super laggards. Um, so, like that sushi example, you need something that's a reason to do it. And in Solana, I don't see that right now. You know, mm -hmm. like if it's going to be down, you know, dinking around. But without a narrative, I'm not interested. If there's a narrative that can co coincide with like this kind of ceiling tapping consolidation, then I can get really interested in that for a short-term trade, not for mm -hmm. a necessarily a long-term trade, but for a short-term trade. 
And that's yeah. what I'm looking through when I kind of cycle through those. I think we're still in in narrative season anyway. Like, I don't think you're going to get much um, outperformance on something that doesn't really have a narrative unless it's super, super mispriced, right? So, like, if you see a chart, you're like, oh, this looks good, but it hasn't really done anything. If there's no reason for it to do anything, it's probably not going to do anything until something else does a thing. Um, yeah. So, like, if you're buying the Leggett's, uh, you're just going to sit there being mad that you didn't buy the flavor of the month. And, I mean... Yes. I've been trading around a little bit. I've been trying to get into Lido, like uh, Lido, Lido, whatever, um, mm. a couple times and got front ran badly every time. Um, so I, I know how it feels, right? Like I'm sitting there and I know that this thing is hot. I'm trying to get in on a dip. And every time it approaches my bids, it just goes up without filling me. Um, and then I buy something else instead because I'm an idiot. And I just I, if it goes up, before my bids, uh, it can go fuck itself. But the problem is, it's <laughs> it's me that's struggling because obviously, like I'm I'm getting like ten percent somewhere else, and this thing goes up fifty. It's just how it goes. Um, and this was such a, I mean, such a sensible move. Like it was it was very cheap, and then it's like, oh yeah, you know, uh, the liquid staking derivatives is going to be a big narrative with ETH two stuff, and it's it, uh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like it's all you need. Yeah, Legion Spartan, shout out. Yeah, did he pretty pretty call, adamant. Did he call that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was right. shilling it hard at like a dollar. So, Good big props. Yeah. Yeah. Thing is, well, like that... with the, these altcoins, like you look at stuff that's lagging or hasn't moved yet in the context of your watch list, and you think, oh, I might want this, and maybe it'll catch up. But for every one coin like that that is on your watch list, there's maybe 10, 50, 100 others that are in the exact same position that, that just haven't moved, right? So, you, so you're dealing with a skewed sample because a lot of the time we sort of anchor ourselves to our watch list and look at, oh, maybe this will catch up, this has been lagging, and maybe some relative strength, et cetera. But you can basically multiply that by 10 almost, and that gives you a, a sort of more accurate picture of just how many laggards there are. Uh, so that should make you even more cautious on average in this environment, at the very least, of punting those. And it's not like the number of coins, like altcoins that have been moving, has been super, super low. Like, you know, Lido, uh, Optimism, Aptos, bloody Phantom, GRT. There's been a bunch of Litecoin. There you go, Don. Um, I saw your angry DM telling me to mention Litecoin. <laughs> uh, like, there's been enough, right? So I think like only when you're really starved for... Um, some sort of trade, do you start looking at laggards? And that's why it tends to be a top signal a lot of the time when like dino coin garbage towards the top starts pumping. Because like you've literally run out of coins to pump. But that's why it's like a, a good risk off signal. But but in these conditions, um, you know, forcing it even more so is, uh, I think, tricky. So, yeah. Uh, there's a couple macro things might be worth looking at. Uh, Ew. Yeah. We talked about <laughs> we talked about this potential. I might even have a flex squiggle in here. I do um, this potential kind of oh, nice return, yeah, returned mean mean reversion type of setup for continued consolidation. I've got a faster moving average on here now as well. That's right where it stopped, um, and yeah, I don't know. I don't think this Dixie is going to go anywhere super fast personally. So. I can personally see where this just keeps going sideways from here. And it takes a while to determine a direction like sub 100 above 110. You know, I could just imagine a year long consolidation for the Dixie. 
but still impacting a lot of other things along the way. Uh, for mm -hmm. example, like uh, oil looks like it's got a pretty negative consolidation here. Um, yeah. looks, like, looks like it could go to, what is that, 66? Um, and then it's not exactly going to look good at that level. <laughs> you know, kind of this long uh, cycle back down of the of the move, the, the slow move up. Um, that would have a positive impact on inflation if oil continued to get cheaper. Um, and that's different than my fundamental belief about oil. But when I look at the technicals, it doesn't, doesn't look great. And I wonder how crowded that trade got as well. Um, yeah. but that's... Don, you had a dollar level from like the 1950s, didn't you? That you were tweeting oh, yeah, out and yeah. looking at? Oh, uh, yesterday, actually. <laughs> I was tweeting yesterday that I, that I thought that um, the dollar top is close or in. And um, yeah, we basically, I mean, it's not 1950, it's 2000, 2001, but it's like, it, it's a quarterly chart, right? And um, if you guys remember anyone that's watched the show, I didn't, I don't think I even tweeted that out, the quarterly chart. Yeah, we just talked time. about it here. Yeah, I mean, like when we hit this, um, I was like, maybe like this is a really good resistance. I could see it pull back. Uh, we did, right? We nuked completely. It was and a now... super strong resistance. And I was looking at 120 as like a magnet because of the top of that box. And yeah. all of a sudden, Don was like, I don't know. I think maybe this 114 level is like <laughs> eco top. <laughs> yeah, I did. it giga nuked. And uh, it ran all the way down to support, right? Um, mm -hmm. That old range that we have in here. And uh, we bounced from that range and we ran back into resistance. And I think we could be here for quite a while. Like this could be just a thing where we're like in here for a year or two or three even. Um, just people doing. Re people really underestimate the potential for currencies to take a long time to do something. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, like this is this is the dollar index, right? I mean, it's not done anything. Like it's not done. Like this is just literally sideways macro. I mean, obviously there's a big difference right, between um, 70 and 120. But if you would talk about Bitcoin, that it went up like 2x in the last 50 years, everyone would laugh, right? So the dollar index, so as in like um, the dollar in comparison to other currencies, I mean, it's not really been anything. And um, so making, like expecting it to go sideways is more than reasonable, I think. Um, and we're in an, in an area that um, would, makes sense to kind of drive it sideways so i'm not expecting too much uh, from this anymore yeah i don't see anything attractive in traditional markets like i look at monthly indexes i look at weekly indexes gold oil nothing looks very investable to me um, the s p hit support though um yeah it's one of the reasons why i bought back um basically this old weekly support level. Um, but it also looks like it's just going to go sideways, right? It's it's odd. Like the S&P looks to me like it's going to go sideways. The dollar looks like it's going to go sideways. Everything looks... Saying. It's not like it looks like it's going to zero. It just doesn't look like anything. Looks like It looks like stagflation, right? Um, a maintenance of relatively high inflation and not huge economic growth. And there you go. Which well, so this show has been everyone. nuking the market. Just going to put that out there. Are we going to zero while we talk? Um, this is what happens when Don has to focus on something else for five minutes. All the <laughs> bid support just vanishes. There was um, something somebody brought up like 
saying OP looked like it was going to break out. And that was a funny one to me. I have a hard time looking at something like optimism as like a, Oh, this is what I'm going to buy. Even though a daily chart of this looks, looks pretty good. does look like it might break out. Somebody was saying, Oh, uh, how can you ignore this? This was like some suit that Kobe roasted on Twitter, uh, <laughs> like former Bridgewater. And they were like, people are ignoring the $600 million market cap um, when Coinbase is about to build everything on it. And Kobe, like, I, I, I went and screenshotted CoinGecko and then was about to reply guy to this guy and Kobe had already better reply guide. And he's like, come on, bro, what year is it? And the FDV of optimism is like higher than Coinbase's. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's like $13 billion FDV. Great. Every single one of those investors is thrilled about where optimism is at you know like they are they are they are all looking at fdv so if you mr you know sidelines retail investor are looking at 600 million like that's exactly what they want you to look at so congratulations um and while this may be able to break out i'm not pointing at that and saying okay here's another two or three x or some crap out of it because the FTV just doesn't line up and those investors are all looking at FTV. So just FYI, like word of caution in terms of the layer two trade. And this isn't the only layer two that's going to come out. That's going to be that way. You know, like it's, it's insane. Um, it's quite sad, honestly, like the whole FTV thing, just luring people in that don't know what the fuck they're doing. It's not nice. I mean, and I, can, was I can like the tech, but I mean, if 5% of the coin is circulating, like, I thought this was, you know, the the adults in the room layer two, and we're barely circulating any coins at all. And I don't know. I'm curious when people vest. I hope it's long vesting periods for these. But yep. Yeah, in before mid curve, right? It's just like chart good buy goes to infinity, and meanwhile we're there like, oh, but the how do you accrue value in the FDV, etc. I don't think we're there yet in terms of like where we are in the market. Um, but but I am skeptical of when to employ that framework in general. I'm trying to make sure it's, yeah, and, it's a reasonable and this, time to do if so. This, if this doubles, fine. But if this doubles, just know like you thinking 1.2 billion is still cheap as the FDV does not mean the same thing as what every every like vesting investor <laughs> uh, yeah. looks at. Like they're looking at something completely different than you, and they're very happy that you're looking at the circulating market cap. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, we're still deep in Oakland bear market, generally speaking, right? I, I mean, I've had a few people kind of comment on, like, because I've been saying Bitcoin's going to outperform, and I've had a bunch of people be very angry at me and being like, oh, but this coin went up and this coin went up. But, like, in general, like, it's not like it's, it's a PVP market, if anything, right? Like, a bunch of people that, trade altcoins trade against each other kind of trying to front run the narrative for like three days and i mean if you look at i mean i just pulled up dogecoin just because i mean you can see it quite well like elon musk tries his hardest to pump this thing and look at it um it's yeah. been been going down um quite hard for quite some time now i think and relative to btc that's going all the way to the bottom that'd be that'd be quite crazy but uh, i think long term yeah i think the dogecoin kind of thing has played out and then we had like neo this was like a really interesting we had a massive pump <laughs> chinese eat, baby <laughs> it's it's so fucking stupid um <laughs> like this is so stupid um and then it nuked massively 
And this is also one that is like having a really nice bounce now. Um, but it's basically like you see these kind of narratives floating around. And it's the only stuff that is actually trading, right? Everything else is just bleeding out. Everything that doesn't have a yeah. narrative um, is bleeding out against Bitcoin. It's not necessarily against USD, right? Most things are like doing okay against USD, given Bitcoin went from 15,700 or something to like 24. Um, 25 so i mean if you if you struggle on the usd terms you know like your project is kind of shit but um if you cannot like even get close to holding power with bitcoin it's just you're doing you're, you're holding something shitty as well at the end of the day or at least something that a lot of people haven't gotten around to yet yeah, you're just um, early don <laughs> yeah Did but I, sorry go ahead did y'all see the tweets where it was screenshots of a uh... Chinese WeChat and the author of the tweet was like, this Chinese WeChat's trying to figure out what Americans are thinking about what China thinks, but what China's talking about in the one below that is trying to figure out what America thinks. And it's like this <laughs> infinite cycle of yeah. uh, Eastern and Western traders trying to figure out the narratives of the other part of the globe. And it's so ridiculous. It's quite funny. I mean, that is like... If you just like the mid curve play, I guess is the one that I employ, which is basically saying this narrative is completely fucking stupid. Um, and the low and high AQ. You missed the Neo trade. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think the low and high you, AQ trade is basically just like, um, I mean, Chinese people are buying, so I'm buying. And like, I mean, fair enough. But I think it's it's like these kind of narratives come usually come up near tops. Um, it's one thing that had me worried at 25k when you get these stupid, stupid narratives that like I think are, make no sense. Um, it's usually around where people are just getting like looking for reasons to go like degen um, far out on the risk curve. Uh, unless and unless there is something that even on, below the memes, there's like some fundamental reason for for a real narrative, which yeah. in this case, I don't know if it's real. I don't know how, how to think about it. It's just, there is this out there about Hong Kong potentially transitioning their stance on crypto and like essentially opening up a lot of doors and that being a vehicle for mainland China as well to be, be able to speculate in crypto legally and more easily again yeah and temporarily it, uh, that came up after the fact though i think yeah memories and i don't know correctly. i don't know which, which, is, which is so convenient right it's like okay we have a very contrived china narrative oh look some news which can make it appear less contrived than right. it is in reality so let's and i don't it. know how yeah it's the name of the game is, but that's yes. that's the thing to consider yeah i mean i, I don't know a lot, i agree with, like a lot of these have been really bad like the ai one was god awful that, <laughs> that one was so bad and but, some people are still hung over from it they're like oh ai plus crypto plus nft is going to change everything and i'm just like you're just a walking zero percent interest rate coupon aren't you like you're not I, a I'm real talk, person talking to some of flip <laughs> talking to some of flips investors are like you have no idea how many ai pitches we've gotten in the last oh. 30 days it's like it's like people have decks on hand that they just change the change the narrative yes. at the top of the deck and then they're like will you give me money for this yes it's always the same it's like real estate crypto metaverse <laughs> nft ai like oh give me a break man build yeah. some conviction you know or don't I mean, be a mercenary that's cool too what do you want to do with ai and crypto like i don't understand like most of these connections just don't make any sense well most like, people don't know what ai is anyway it's like i see enough artificial intelligence every time i open twitter <laughs> so, you know, i've had plenty yeah. 
Um, all right. Any any other closing thoughts? What do you if you had um forced to choose up or down next week? Oh well, that's <sighs> a hard one. Especially at this point in time. Yeah. I mean, let's see how the monthly closes and then <laughs> which sounds stupid, but I think like in general, we close above 24 point, like what is this three? I think. Um there's resistance up here. Uh, and I don't think we're gonna go to 32k if we don't. As long as we don't, I mean, it's just shop solidation. Mm-hmm. I think. See That's if we can put three thing. more candle bodies within that last candle body. <laughs> <laughs> get, people, get people levered up on on perps. That's what you really need. You need to see people getting liquidated on like you know three dollar moves. That's when you know there's finally a good move on the way. Oh, yeah. yeah, that happened at like 20k the first time around, right? When we tried to break that. Like yeah. we spent so long there because people kept going turbo long at like 19.6, 19.3, 19.2 and then getting liquidated and we'd sell down and then grind up and they'd all try to front run the breakout before it came. So I guess there's a lesson there somewhere. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I'm not going to elucidate it, but whatever. That just sounds like an intelligent thing to say. Yeah, I think we'll get a little of a little fireworks at the beginning of the month, but I don't actually expect the weekly to show anything too severe. Um, and then I guess if uh, anybody's going to be at ETH Denver, be on the lookout for me. This is me. Uh, if you're and, nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're nice, if you're not going to be a weirdo, um, then I'd be happy to talk to you. I'm going to be repping flip stuff at flip.xyz. You should all use it by the way. Just as an FYI, we have no sponsor on the show right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i uh look forward to to meeting people i think the event looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun um and all the builders are out so yeah anything else cred nope cool we'll leave it there appreciate y'all let you know what narratives i learned my cringiest moments in denver etc thanks for joining us hit like and subscribe and all that good stuff on the video and we'll catch you next time Bye-bye.